welcome to the podcast, Happy and Single. I'm your host, Joseph Anderson, and this is episode 31. You can find me on Instagram at the It's Possible Guy, and you can follow our Happy and Single page on Instagram at Happy N Single. Now, today, our topic is how do I put the magic back into my life? You know, I was thinking this morning, you know, I was. I had a beautiful conversation in this group that I'm in. And then after that, I kind of got in my head a little bit about what was the proper thing to do in the next moment. And so I just found myself like so in my head this morning. And then I did my morning pages from the Artist Way program. And as I did it, I listened to some different music videos in the background. And it really just opened things up for me. And one of the things that opened up is like, when did we become all so serious? There's a story coming to my mind. There's a man that and goes and visits the prime minister. And they're sitting there and having a conversation. And all of a sudden, this man, this other man walks in the room and is just yelling and screaming and just going crazy. And the man's and the prime minister says, "Sir, would you please would you please kindly remember rule number 6?" And the man instantly composes himself and leaves. Well, they get back to talking, the prime minister and this man. And after a while, another man comes in. And this man's screaming and going crazy and he starts throwing stuff. And the prime minister says, Sir, please kindly remember rule number six. And the man instantly composes himself. And leaves. And by this time, the man, the, the man that's visiting is starting to get fairly impressed. And after a, uh, some more conversation, a woman comes in and she's throwing herself around the room and just going wild and crazy. And the prime minister says, kindly remember rule number six. And she instantly composes herself. And this guy's like, Oh my goodness, I have to know what this rule number six is. So he asked the prime minister, he's like, what is this rule number six? And the prime minister says, don't take yourself so gosh darn seriously. And the man kind of looks at him perplexed. He's like, well, what are the other rules? He's like, there aren't any. Why do we love little kids? Because they don't have so many rules that they've put in their head that they have to live by in order for their life to be happy. And honestly, maybe it's because they trust God a lot more than the rest of us do. The rest of us are like, oh my goodness, I've got to pay my bills. Whatever's going to happen. My bank account's getting low. And little kids just know that it's going to be taken care of. What if we could have that faith as a child? I mean, isn't that what God tells us in the scriptures anyways? Become as a little child. There's a scripture in the Book of Mormon that says, For the natural man is an enemy to God and has been from the fall of Adam. And will be forever and ever unless he yields to the enticings of the Holy Spirit. And putteth off the natural man, 
and becometh a saint through the atonement of Christ the Lord, and becometh as a child, submissive, meek, humble, patient, full of love, willing to submit to all things which the Lord seeth fit to inflict upon him, even as a child doth submit to his father. I just love that. He tells us, you gotta become as a child. We have become these natural men or women, and we have lost our innocence. We've lost our childlike nature. Well, and when I say we've lost them, we haven't actually lost them. They're deep inside of us. Everything you have, everything you want, is deep inside of us. We've just been coding it for so long with what everyone else around us thinks. There's a movie that I love, and it's actually Santa Claus 2. And in there, there's a scene where everybody's just kind of... Tim Allen's character, he goes into this school... And all these teachers, it's like this just horrible, horrible party. And Tim Allen, who, you know, is is Santa Claus, I mean in the movie, he's he's Santa Claus, he goes behind the curtain, he pulls out this giant bag of toys. And he starts handing them out. And and yes, it's a movie, but we love movies because the feelings are real. And in there. What happens is all of these teachers, probably in their 30s to 50s to 60s, start opening up these gifts. And when you see them open the box, they start opening things that remind them of their childhood. The games that they really, really wanted. And, and, and it goes from being this horrible, horrible party to this time of life it is to this amazing party. Well, what if that is available to each of us? What if we simply just have to open up just a tiny crack of that gift and that present inside of us, which is our childlike joy, which is getting back to that little kid? I think one of the reasons we kind of lose that is because we're like, oh my goodness, my life, when I was a child, life was awesome. It was amazing. I could do whatever I wanted. You know, and as we start realizing, there is an hourglass to our lives. We start getting frustrated. And we start thinking, oh my goodness, my life is not going the way that I want it to. Especially after we get out of some bad relationships. I mean, we've all watched the Disney movies where this this joy and magic and and light and childlike joy in these relationships. Maybe that's one of the reasons I love Disney movies. You know, they they just focus on that magic. I mean, in a Disney movie, a carpet can fly. In a Disney movie, you can talk to a genie. In a Disney movie, in one single scene, you can change from being this poor orphan kid, Aladdin, to this rich sultan guy, Ali Ababa, or whatever he calls himself. What if we could simply do that as well, though? 
What if we could crack back into that magic? All you have to do is see a little bit of light in that place of magic to know that so much more is there. You know, as I think back, you know, we had, we had a guy come and talk to us. His, his name is John Van Epp, and he wrote a book, something about like how to not marry a jerk or something like that. And, and, and to be honest, the title didn't really like, I, I didn't love the title. And so I never, I didn't even read the book, but I happened to go to and listen to him on a Zoom call. And I was amazed. I, I really, I began to actually like this guy. Like, I thought he was super cool. And, and he shared something with me that, to be honest, was kind of strange because it wasn't even the question that I asked. But I loved his answer. He shared how he met his wife. And how the second he saw her, he knew. I love believing in that. I really, really love believing in that. There's that, there's that touch of magic. There's that glint that you can't even understand or know what's going on. And he even said that. He basically said there was a connection that I didn't quite understand. And, and he said it even took him like six weeks to get to the point of even being willing to talk to her. There was that magic. There was that joy. When we date just for the sake of dating, I think we kill off that joy. I don't do it anymore. I've said it many times on the podcast. I, and I've said it many times in life. Like, I don't do that anymore. I only date girls that I'm super, super interested in. That there is, there's that touch of magic. Because I believe in that. I believe in the fairy tale. Do I believe that everything's happily ever after and there's never going to be challenges whatsoever? No. There will be challenges. There will be, there will be times that you have to work through because that's part of this life. But when we go about dating and even just living our single life with no magic, it's no fun. No magic, no fun equals miserable people. Look around the world. Over half the world is divorced. Even in my church, over, over half of the people are single. That are adults. We've taken the fun out of life. We've taken the fun out of it. You know, I was watching, I, I'm a big nostalgia person, so I'm watching the Mighty Ducks series on Disney+. Plus, The reboot. And yeah, there's a couple episodes in the beginning where a little bit iffy, but as a whole, I love it. I just, I just truly, truly love it. And one of the things they said on the episode yesterday was hashtag put fun first. We've got to put the fun, we got to put the magic and the joy back into our lives. Maybe it's going to McDonald's and getting an ice cream. Like we used to do when we were little kids. I don't know what it is for you. Maybe it's watching an old show. You can find almost any show you want on the internet. I don't care how long ago. I don't care how old it was. As long as you know the name and the title of the show. Because sometimes we even forget that. You can find it. 
I love Disney movies. I really do. And maybe it's because there's an innocence to them. There's an innocence to them where they have to focus on the joy and magic because they can't put a lot of other stuff, at least blatantly, in a Disney movie that is in some other movies. I believe that God wants us to have ultimate joy. And everything that he does, everything that he does, is to help us experience that fullness of joy. Many of the really hard things that we go through in our lives are actually usually us. It's usually choices that we've made where we've messed up. And we've all done it, and there's no judgment. There's no anything like that here. And it's okay. Scripture in book, the Book of Mormon says, Men are that they might have joy, and women too. We are that we might have joy, this most amazing, beautiful feeling. And no matter what's going on in your life, it is available to you. We get so caught up. You know, we draw, we do some cool art project, and instead of getting you know, 20 likes or more like we want to, we only get five. And it's like, oh, I guess that wasn't as good as I thought it was. How many likes you get on anything has, it really has nothing to do with anything. There's an algorithm with all the social media you know, and it's sometimes it's luck of the draw. Like whoever sees your stuff first, if they like it, more people see your stuff. And if they don't like it, then less people see your stuff. But judging what you want to do with your life based on how many likes you get is silly. I mean, I get there too. Sometimes I, I get in this, I get super excited of how the podcast is growing and then you know, the days that it doesn't have as many listeners as the others, it's like, oh. And I even had an experience where God basically told me, stop worrying about it. Like, I enjoy doing this. I learn from this. I love this. And I know from those of you that have reached out to me and shared, like, the impact this podcast has had on your life, like, I love that. That gives me joy. So how do you bring the magic and the joy back into your life? Some of you might be listening, saying, Joseph, I work two or three jobs. I am a single parent, and the other parent does nothing. And I have my kids all the time. Where do you expect me to get more time? I don't. And I also believe that you can find joy in anything. Two people can do the exact same thing, and one can hate it, and one can love it. Some people love doing the dishes. I don't love it, I don't hate it. I'll, it's usually somewhere in the middle. But if I am doing that, I'll often turn on a book, or I'll often listen to my scriptures at that time. 
Why not turn on some music that I really enjoy? If you try to, you can make almost anything fun. And also, when you're focusing on making it fun and making it awesome, you're not worried as much about how bad it sucks. You don't get to control the thing, many of the things in your life that happen. Things just happen. You do get to control what you do with them. But seriously, like, what is something really fun that you love to do that you haven't done in a while? And if you're thinking that God doesn't want you to do whatever fun thing you used to do as a little child, I want to challenge that a little bit. And I want to invite you to look a little bit deeper. As long as it's not something that's hurting somebody or doing something against you know, God's commandments, I think generally Heavenly Father wants us to have more fun than we could even begin to imagine. I, I mentioned before on quite a few episodes back of how you know, I got these really cool hockey gloves that I just kind of felt inspired to call on. And, you know, and yesterday, was it yesterday? Yeah. No, Wednesday. You know, I happen to have a similar experience. I was like, hey, Joseph, like, your one hockey stick's broken. Why not call this place and see if they have any sticks left? They're, they're these really, you know, these hockey sticks are normally like $300 plus. And, but there's a place that you can get them actually super cheap. And so I happen to just call and be like, hey, do you guys have any pro stock sticks left? And they're basically used sticks from other NHL and AHL players. And they're like, yeah, you know, and he happened to have one that was perfect. And he's like, and, and this is, this is cool too. And this is a total side note, but uh, one of my, my mentor, Richard Paul Evans encourages us every time that, you know, somebody tells you the price of something you ask them, is that the best, you, is that the best you can do? Not in a mean way, but just in a very gentle way. And he and you know, he said that they were a hundred bucks. And so I asked him, is that the best you can do? He's like, well, if you buy multiple, I'll give you, I'll give them to you for 80. And I was like, oh, well, any chance you could just do one for 80? And, and he thought about it for a moment. He's like, yeah, I'll do that for you. So I went and got this stick and I played with it yesterday and it was just awesome. Like it, I, I kept wondering why all these guys around me could shoot a lot harder than I could. <laughs> and it really was the stick. It was absolutely the hockey stick. It makes such a big difference, and I was amazed at how how hard I can actually shoot with this. Not near the level of some of those other guys, but compared to what I was shooting before, it was. And it brought me joy. Well, Heavenly Father had been kind of telling me, hey, why don't you buy these sticks? And I'm like, no, I've got, I've got this other stick. It's good enough, and it works, and I don't, I don't want to spend money on another, another stick right now. And Heavenly Father just kept telling me. And finally, that was like the very last day I probably could have got those because there was only like, from what I saw, there was only like two left that were right-handed. For some reason, most like all the right-handed stuff goes first and there's left-handed stuff always available for hockey. But, well, coming back to taking that to our own lives, what does Heavenly Father want to give you that you're not accepting? 
And why aren't you accepting what he wants to give you? Well, like I said with the hockey stick, I was caught up in my head. It's like, do I really want to spend $100 on a hockey stick? I've already got one that works okay. And I mean, now the one that works okay is like 12 years old. And it doesn't bend the way a hockey stick needs to bend in order to get that lot of power on it. Well, Heavenly Father knew that I was going to have a much more enjoyable experience every time I play ice hockey. If I just got that extra tool. What is the magic he's trying to bring into your life? Now, you know, skipping back, because I, I understand this is called happy and single. What about your dating life? How could you put magic back into that? Number one, you could be present with the people that you're actually with. Instead of thinking of all the other stuff going on in your head. And number two, you could be so excited to date that person. I, I'm not here to tell you how to date. Like if it strikes your fancy that you really, really want to date somebody, go out with them. What if you only dated the people that you were excited to go out with? What if you were able to say no to the people you don't want to go out with? There are people that just aren't our people. It's okay. Do not have somebody be your person. They're just not your flavor. And it's okay. Every single person is so different. What if you could take the pressure off of yourself of thinking that you have to date everybody? I think that puts a ton of magic back into it. And what if you planned dates that you actually enjoyed yourself? We get so caught up in our thinking that we can't listen to our own spirit. We can't listen to our own inner wisdom. We can't listen to the spirit because we're so trapped. I want you to take a moment right now and I want you to pause the podcast and I just want you to think of 10 things. You know what? Hey, if you can't think of 10, think of five. If you can't think of five, think of three. Don't get caught up on the numbers. But I want you to think of 10 things that would just be super fun to do on a date. 
What would you just love to do on a date? Now, obviously, you can't really repeat those, but you are welcome to go to the Happy and Single page on Instagram and post your comments there. You know, we can kind of have a little bit of an interactive feed on that page. And you might give someone else some really cool ideas too. Now I want you to answer the question. What's one thing that you could do? Just make yourself feel like a little kid again. And then ask your question, what is, the th what is the thinking going through your head that you feel is almost holding you back from allowing yourself to tap into that childlike joy? There's no wrong answers. You know, I think joy is the ultimate magnet. The girls that have impressed me the most and that I've been the most excited to get to know have just had a joy about them and an excitement. That is so powerful. Just finding your own happiness. There's a song that I love. It's called Everything's Magic by Angels and Airwaves. And it just talks about how everything is magic. Everything in our life that happens can be magic. And this song actually starts off. It says, And do you ever feel like you're alone? And do you ever wish to be unknown? I could say I have. And do you ever feel th things here aren't right? Do you ever feel time slip by? I can say that I have. So hear this, please. Watch as your heart speeds up endlessly. Look for the stars as the sun goes down. Each breath you take has a thunderous sound. Everything, everything's magic. Just sit back and hold on, but hold on tight. Pre prepare for the best and the fastest ride. And reach out your hand and I'll make you mine. Everything, everything's magic. Do you ever lay awake at night? Do you ever tell yourself don't try? Don't try to let yourself down. And do you ever see yourself in love? And do you ever take a chance, my love? Because you know I will. So hear this please. And watch as your heart speeds up endlessly. And look for the stars as the sun goes down. Each breath that you take has a thunderous sound. Everything, everything's magic. Just sit back and hold on. But hold on tight. Prepare for the best and the fastest ride. And reach out your hand and I'll make you mine. Everything's, ma everything's magic. 
There's, there's a few things that I love in here that I want to share. Sit back and hold on and prepare for the best ride. This life can be so amazing and incredible. No matter where you're at, no matter what you're going through, no matter anything like that. But he also says it's the fastest ride as well. Life goes by in the blink of an eye. We go from one thing to another to another. The minutia of life. Learning to enjoy some of the minutia definitely helps out. I, I think the more purposeful we get, actually our life pi- passes by even quicker. It says, do you ever take a chance on love? Do you? When you see somebody that you're super interested in getting to know, do you take the chance? I look at it as, you know, if you want to date somebody more than you don't want to date them, ask them out. And if it's not there for you, that's okay. I'm not telling you to date everybody. That is the, I am not a fan of that advice. I think magic is also about possibility. It's like when we're in a hopeful place, everything seems to be going right. You know, it's interesting. I was watching a, I was watching a soccer game, uh, the team I follow in England, it's called Arsenal. And I was watching their game just on, I think it was Wednesday. And it was amazing because they were tied one and one. And this game is super, super important for their season. And they were tied one to one and they were playing a little bit hesitantly, a little bit hesitantly. And then finally, one of their guys took a chance and, you know, kicked a pass into the box near the goal. And one of their, and it landed near one of their other guys and he kind of, guided it a little bit with his chest and, and then he barely tapped it in. Like it wasn't. And that happened and they were so excited and they were so overjoyed. Well, after that, they started playing a little bit looser. And they started just, you know, taking all their time and everything else. And they actually ended up scoring another goal before the match was over. I think that's us. We feel that like when we have this abundance or when we feel like we have an abundance, we'll spend anything. It's like I remember days when I thought I was making a lot of money and it, you know, I worked at a restaurant, you know, we'd, we'd get paid cash between $100 and $150 a night. And so if I wanted something, I'd just go out and buy it. And I wouldn't think about it. Like it would just be like, oh yeah, well, I've got, I've got money in my wallet. I'm going to go buy this. I'm going to go buy this. I'm going to go buy this. And, you know, and and it's interesting when we feel like we're abundant, we feel like we have permission to live life. We feel like we have permission to live in the magic zone. Or whatever you want to call it. I think it's a land of possibility. I, I love Peter Pan, as anyone that's listened to this for a while knows. Well, they go to this place, they fight pirates, then they fight Indians, and it's all a game. 
If you got shot by a pirate, you would actually die. If you got shot by an Indian, you would actually die. But when you treat it just as a game, just a fun, enjoyable game, where it's no big deal, I mean, I love getting to that space that you feel. You really feel in touch with God. You feel this overwhelming joy that you're amazed that it's even there. You feel this peace, this just lightness. Any time that you were caught, that you were just in your head and you're feeling frustrated, oftentimes you're just overthinking. Let yourself be in the present moment. This is where the joy is. Remember what it is that you're working for. Remember what it is you're planning for. Allow yourself to be in this moment. Allow yourself to have fun. Even if you're working a lot, take time for yourself to go have fun. That is so ever important. What do they say? All, all work and no play makes you know, Jack a dull boy or something like that. It does. We all want to be working on really cool stuff, but we feel like we don't have time. I'm telling you, give yourself the gift of 20 minutes. 20 minutes a day to work, work towards something that is one of your dreams, one of your goals. Each day, one of the things I've done is I've started reading these paragraphs that are where I want my life to be a year from today. And it's a living, breathing thing. And I mean, I put stuff in there that's really, really cool. It is so far out of where I'm at right now, but it's exciting. Do the things that excite you. Work with the people that excite you. Make your life exciting. I looked up excite in the dictionary and it says to cause strong feelings of enthusiasm and eagerness. What if you were eager for the next adventure in your life? What if you were eager? What if you were actively looking forward to it? You get back to the present moment. You take yourself for a, a 99 cent cone at McDonald's. You let yourself go play at the park. You let yourself play something fun that you love to play. You try something new. We do, we get so caught up in myself, highly included, in just getting things done that even our dreams turn into tasks. And that's kind of a double-edged sword because it's like we want to make sure we spend at least this much time on our dreams each day. I really do. I invite people to spend at least 20 minutes on the things that are important to them each day, at least. Because something's going to grow out of that. And the funny thing is when I sit down to think about, when I'm thinking about sitting down to do something, I'm not as excited. And then I get into it and I get excited. And other times I get into it and it takes me way longer than I anticipated. And that's okay too. 
how can you bring the magic, the fun, the enjoyment, and the excitement back into your life? Write it down. Pause it if you need to. My answer would be be still. I love the story of the monk or some meditating person that said, I have a lot to do today, so I need to meditate twice as long. There's, there's some truth in that. We need, to, we need to get our bearings. We need to just settle. There's a movie called Click. And in the movie Click, he just fast forwards through different parts of his life. But once he's fast forwarded one part of his life, you know, so if he's fast forwarded, for an example, like when his boss is always talking, then every time his boss is always talking, it'll just automatically fast forward because that's like a smart remote. And so he clicks the button. He's like, all right, I'm going to fast forward till my promotion. And he thought his promotion was going to be, you know, a few months or a year or so later. And it's like three years. So three years of his life passes by in the blink of an eye. And that keeps happening and keeps happening. If you don't slow down to just pay attention and notice where you're going, you may be really surprised where you end up. So how do we know how to put the fun back in? We listen to the Spirit. We listen to this inner wisdom inside of us that is actively guiding us so carefully but oftentimes we don't notice. It's kind of like, it's like we have a GPS, but we've either, either placed it on mute or it's super quiet. It's funny, sometimes I'm driving along with a GPS and it's like, okay, it should have told me to turn right there. I see it on the map. Why didn't it tell me to turn? And then you realize your volume is low or something of that nature. Well, sometimes our volume is, I mean, oftentimes the voice of inner wisdom is very low. One of the most recent popular episodes of the podcast is how to better, how do I better listen to this inner voice? I'd, if you haven't listened to it, I'd highly recommend going back and listening to it. Because it just talks about it as these tiny nudgings. And, and think about the times in your life that were magical. There's a good chance that it was from that. It was following that place of that inner wisdom and that peace and acting on it. You are given so many ideas. Like I put off the whole hockey stick thing for weeks because ironically, the last time I was there and buying hockey gloves, and it's like a th almost a 30 minute drive to go to the hockey shop anyways. But last time I was there, I did have that thought. It's like, hey, why don't you just go in and find a good stick. And no, and then, but I was like, no, I, I've got to run. I'm busy, blah, blah, blah. I mean, it would have even saved me. It would have not only saved me th a 30 minute trip, 
actually an hour trip, 30 minutes there, 30 minutes back. I probably would have gotten a better model of hockey stick because when you're getting the last of all their pro stock, like you're getting the bottom of the barrel, which was still pretty good. Like it was a, you know, it's an awesome stick, but I might've got one in a little bit better condition. Now this one's been played for, for probably at least a week. And when a pro player is using it, you know, it's a, I mean, it's probably got about I 10% wear on it, but I might've gotten one that had like some guy had stick handled with for like five minutes. Stick handle is when you basically dribble the puck. And I might have got somewhere he'd stick handle with like five minutes and thrown it out. <laughs> it's, you know, that's kind of how it works with some of these. So we're always getting guidance. You're and and you're you are getting guidance for the things that are going to bring you joy. It's just up to you to listen. Like that is our only job. And I find sometimes people are trying so hard to listen, but you really are. You're being guided to this inner wisdom. You're being guided to this joy. You're being guided to those things that are going to make you happy. And then you're the one that puts up the stop sign. Often all of us do. It's like, no, I can't do that. I can't get that done. I got all this other important stuff to do. If you begin to learn, and this is something I'm honestly... This is an insight I had just the other day. I was talking to a client of mine that he's a business owner back in New York City. And he was talking about how he doesn't have a boss. And I'm like, it just kind of clicked for me. We do have a boss. And the boss is the spirit. The boss is that inner voice. And if you listen to that inner voice, you will be directed. You will be guided the most amazing life that you could ever imagine what if you could actually enjoy the work that you do you know i've had clients that have had you know been in their career or business for a long time and one i particularly remember you know came to me we started working on his business and he's like, Joseph, I'm feeling this like, you know, if we, if we put it into the words I understand these days, it's like, I'm feeling the spirit tell me I need to go into politics. And I mean, this was, this was a little bit out there and I was like, okay, cool. Well, that person actually did go into politics and they loved it. They absolutely loved it. It brought so much more joy into their lives. And they're one of the good guys. I know some people don't like politicians. and But he's definitely one of the good guys. What if you could have joy in the work that you do every single day? What if something that right now is a mere dream in a few years, could become everything. You are the one that gets to control your life. And oftentimes, we don't even take the time to ask how to do something. I mean, one of the things that would probably give me joy 
there's, there's a coach that has had a dramatic impact on my life. And I've worked with him through a lot of group programs, but I'd love to work with him as one of his apprentices. He has such a joyful, childlike, innocent nature about him. It is just so awesome. And he has helped me so much. But it's $75,000 a year to work with him. Do you know what, though? Now that I'm thinking about it, I haven't even taken the time to sit down and say, okay, cool, I want to work with Michael Neal. How can I make that happen? How can I, what is it that I can do? Like, we give up so easy on the things that we really, really want. Some things just take time. Like I said, I'm known on Instagram as the it's possible guy. Because when people start living in the land of possibility and what is open to them, what is available to them, they begin to have a totally different experience of life. Many of the joyful experiences that you want are available to you. You know, I remember years ago I wanted to go I, I wanted to go visit London. And at the time I had like you know, hardly any money in my bank account. And I just decided I was going. Well, I started making the plans. I started making the preparations. And I was able to work out with a client that owed me like thousands of dollars that if he, I'd let him pay me basically like 80% of it if he paid me that time. So, you know, he paid, he paid me. And when I actually went to London, I had hardly any money in my account because he hadn't sent it over yet. I did not actually get the money from London for that I needed to be in London until I was already in London. And I do have to say, if you ever get the chance to go over there, it is, it is a beautiful city and there are so many amazing people there. And I saw shows and I had, I had a really good time. I saw like a new show almost every night. And it was so fun. I just experienced it. What if all the experiences that you really want to have are so much closer than you could possibly begin to imagine? But you don't even ask. The Bible is repeat with this. Ask and you shall receive. That, that is there. People ask, they receive. There's examples of those that ask and what happens. There's examples of those that don't ask and what happens. If I want to go out with a girl, I've got to ask her out. If she says no, that's on her. Okay, cool. What are you not asking for that would bring so much joy into your life that you would love? Oh, if I could just help you understand. God wants you to have so much more joy and light in your life that you can't see because you're so caught up in all of this thinking. Now, I was reading in the Book of Mormon, this, there's a story there about this tree of life. And there's, there's an iron rod that leads to the tree of life, but there's also this huge mist of darkness and if you've ever been in fog, especially like San Francisco style fog, where you can't see 
anything. I think it's like that. And it says how many people set out on this, on this journey to this tree of life. And then they lose their way. Well, all they had to do was hold on to the rod. That was it. And then they had to work themselves their way slowly towards the tree. I think that is the same for each of us. You know, in, in, the, in the church, we actually look at that iron rod as the scriptures. Well, I also look at the scriptures as the way God speaks to me. So we could even look at the scriptures as the, this inner voice, the spirit. Or I'm, yeah, the, the iron rod being that. If you just follow step by step what this inner wisdom is telling you to do, you will get to the tree. Why don't we go faster? Because we can't see the tree. We can't see it. It's covered in the midst of fog. But every now and then, if we keep creeping the same way as rolling fog works, you're going to see a glimpse of that tree. You're going to see a glimpse of that dream. You're going to see a glimpse of that hope. You're going to see a glimpse of that relationship that you really want to have. I talked about earlier that I do these visualizations each day, and it's kind of half reading through what I want and half you know, seeing what I want. And it depends on the day. And I see glimpses. And then I see things start to happen in my life based on those things that I'm, that I'm reading and I'm, and I'm watching. And it's like, oh, that would be awesome. And then somebody else teaches me something really cool. And then somebody else invites me to something here and there. And it's amazing what will happen in your life if you just steer into the joy. Steer yourself into joy. That joyful feeling is a direction. It is directing you to the path that you really want to go. It's that magic. If I told you you could have a magic wand that could start to just, as you learned how to use it, could almost conjure up anything you want in your life, would you use it? If you listen to the Spirit, this place of deep inner wisdom inside yourself that the Spirit talks to will guide and direct your life into the most amazing, incredible valleys, green, fertile valleys that you could ever imagine. All you have to do is ask. All you have to do is look. Oftentimes in the Bible, as I'm thinking about it, many times people were just healed for the sake of asking. You know, the people had to look at the snake on the, on the staff in order to be healed of a snake bite. And many wouldn't do it. They were dying and they still wouldn't look. You know, the lady that touched the Savior's garment, she said, all I got to do is touch him. God wants us to reach out to him. He wants us to ask. They had to go to that. They, they had to go to God. They had to go to the Savior in the Bible to be healed. They had to ask. Are we so prideful? Myself definitely included. There's no judgment in this. 
that we won't just ask for those things that God is already willing to give us. You know, I love the definition of prayer. I'm just going to read this. As soon as we learn the true relationship in which we stand toward God, namely, God is our Father and we are His children, then at once prayer becomes natural and instinctive on our part. Many of the so-called difficulties about prayer arise from forgetting this relationship. Prayer is the act by which the will of the Father and the will of the child are brought into correspondence with each other. The object of prayer is not to change the will of God, but to secure for ourselves and for others blessings that God is is already willing to grant, but that are made conditional on our asking for them. Blessings require some work or effort on our part before we can obtain them. Prayer is a form of work and is an appointed means for obtaining the highest of all blessings. So the object of it is not to change the will of God, but God has already get, has all of these amazing, incredible blessings that He's willing to grant for us, but they're made conditional on our asking for them. Start asking God for the things that you want. I know myself included. Plenty of times prayer gets turned into a task instead of an opportunity to talk with our Father, to talk with our God. Ask for what you want. And the thing that I've experienced is if it's not right, God will tell you. You'll say, hey, that's, that's not for you. And you will get a stop sign. But until you get a stop sign, if there's something that you really want, ask for it. God wants to make us happy, not just with our needs, but also with our wants. And the more we start seeing that, the more we'll see the magic in our lives. Be willing to do what makes you joyful. You will find a way. Now, if you've made it to this point in the podcast, I'd like to invite you to go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. I don't know how you got here, but that way, if you ever want to get back here again, it's right there for you in your subscriptions. And if you haven't already joined us, one of the really cool things that I do that's free for anyone that would like to participate is each Monday morning at 10 a.m. Arizona time, I host a group coaching call for Happy and Single. Anyone is welcome to come on. And you can even receive a little bit of one-on-one coaching time with me, depending on how many people are in the call. Now, every now and then that schedule changes. So you can go to the website happynsingle.com to be able to look at the schedule and also to be able to find the link to the Zoom room. Now, at the same time, if you would prefer a more one-on-one type of coaching experience where you can sit down and share your hopes and dreams and, and just kind of the stuff going on in your world. Then there's another option available for you as well. Now, the bulk of my business is actually doing one-on-one coaching. If that's something you're interested in exploring, 
I've got a few spots open in my coaching practice. You can just message me on Instagram at the it's possible guy and we can sit down and have a chat. And it doesn't matter where you're at in the world. I've worked with people across the world. I do everything over Zoom, so it actually makes it pretty easy. Thank you guys so much again for listening. And go out and live your adventure. Thank you.